Live from Hollywood, California, it's The Rick Savage Show. It is The Rick Savage Show. I'm your host, Rick Savage. We got a whole different vibe for the podcast now. It's a totally different vibe. I'm doing I'm doing that Monday morning thing. I got a cold brew. Hold on. Those are ice cubes in my cold brew. Coffee cranking through my veins. I got no shirt on. Dude, that's the podcast we're doing right now. It's a no shirt podcast. I got board shirts on. I got no shirt. I got cold brew. Coming to you almost live. West Hollywood, California. The Rick Savage Show. I'm Rick Savage. Oh boy. Where to begin? Uh Halloween party just happened. I'm not I'm not a big Halloween fan, just to be honest. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone, especially my girlfriend. Never been a fan. She's a huge fan. So on Halloween, we do Halloween stuff now. <laughs> And that's okay. We had we had a great costume. She went as Ariana Grande. I was going to go as Pete Davidson. And then they broke up. So my suggestion was to go as Zombie Mac Miller. But uh, but I got a lot I got a lot of uh, too soon comments when I brought that up. So I went as sad Pete Davidson, which is fine. I basically wore really comfy baggy sweatpants. Which, these are sweatpants I always make fun of. You know the, like, really baggy kind of drop crotch style sweatpants that people like Pete Davidson or Justin Bieber wear? And they look ridiculous. I've made fun of them for, I don't know, six years, as long as those have been a thing that people wear. They're so comfortable. I was the comfiest dude at this Halloween party, for sure. I had baggy sweatpants on. I had a pair of the old, old Yeezys, not the Nike ones, but like the first, one of the early Adidas releases, because I'm, first off, fuck Kanye, but second, I'm not going to keep buying Yeezys, um, but those are super comfortable, and then I wore uh, wore a black hoodie, and we did um, we did like a broken heart on it, <laughs> and then uh, I needed to get a wig, because he has short blonde hair, so I got a Guy Fieri wig, and just kind of matted it down. And then I was at Target, and there was a Harry Potter beanie, and that dude loves Harry Potter. First time him and Ariana were, were released a photograph, they were wearing Harry Potter stuff. So I threw that on for kind of like a next-level type. It's an Easter egg. It's an Easter egg of a Halloween costume. That's what I did. The girlfriend, as Ariana Grande, killed it. And she also had an Easter egg that I loved. So she had like a, an Ariana sweatshirt on and kind of the high boots and the thing, you, you know, makeup that... Uh, that girls wear. <laughs> and then new Ariana, like Ariana on the tour poster and on the album cover has this like almost gray, like white hair. So Gina got a wig to match that. And then people at the party, like the people that like fucking got it, thought it was awesome. And the people that were like, why do you have white hair? I was like, you're basic. You don't get it. You don't get the levels that the girlfriend goes to for the Halloween costume. There are other great costumes there. There was someone, there was a black girl dressed up as Steve Harvey. She had like a like a bald black wig on. And then she built a Family Feud uh, contestant 
counter or whatever you call it. So she was walking around being Steve Harvey and then also letting people play the feud in front of her. Genius. There's a lot of inside jokes that I didn't get. Cool. Shout out to them. But if you ever want a real challenge, go to a Halloween party sober and don't consume alcohol. It's rough. It's rough. There's a couple events this week where I consumed alcohol. I was like, eh, that's enough. I don't need to get drunk on Saturday night, too. Then my Sunday will be miserable. It's like two, three-day hangover now because I'm old. So I was like, oh, we're going to go sober to this thing. And there's no one worse in the world than someone super drunk talking to someone sober. <laughs> there was a guy there. And there's no way he listens to this podcast. I don't even know him. But he's, uh, you know, like maybe like a 42-year-old white guy. And he was carrying Miller Lite and he was wearing a suit. And he was like, do you know who I am? But he had like an Australian accent. So I was like, I, do you know who I am? I don't know how to do any accents. But anyways, in an Australian accent, he said, do you know who I am? And I was like, no, you're a guy in a suit. And he goes, I like beer. Do you like beer? Did you black out? And I'm like, oh, you're Kavanaugh. And then he goes, no, I'm just an old white guy. <sighs> well, then don't do the Kavanaugh lines. And then I was like, then, dude, you need to do an English, like an American accent. You can't walk around being Australian, quoting Kavanaugh, and you're not Australian or Kavanaugh for Halloween. You're just white guy? Nah, pass. And then Megan Kelly got in trouble for questioning why blackface is racist. I can't believe that's still a question, but of course it is to Megan Kelly. I think we all give Megan Kelly a pass because she called out Trump for being sexist when she was still on Fox News, but like... She's still Megyn Kelly. Let's not get carried away. So on her Today Show or whatever she was on until they fired her ass, she questioned why blackface was racist. I watched the clip, and it wasn't malicious. She referenced someone dressing up as Diana Ross and someone from some housewife or something. I don't know. Historical context aside, like the years and years and years of white people that wore blackface to make fun of black people. Let's we'll just ignore that. We'll move past that. Why is it so hard for white people to just let other people determine what's offensive to them? Why is that so difficult for us? If a black person is like, yo, that's offensive because you're making fun of my culture. Why do we have to go out of our way to argue that? Why can't we let someone else be offended? What does that have to do with you or me? Oh, we can't wear blackface now. Oh, okay. And for the record, it's so easy to go as a black character or person for Halloween as a white person. Just dress up like them and don't wear blackface. I went as Snoop Dogg in seventh grade. This would have been like 94, 92, 93, something like that. Not saying blackface was accepted back then, but it certainly wasn't the climate it was today. I didn't wear blackface. I didn't even think to paint my face black. I wore like a blue uh, flannel. I basically dressed like a crip. <laughs> I looked like a 12-year-old white trash crip. But I told everyone I was Snoop. I had like a low L.A. Kings hat. I think I had an LA Kings jacket too. Under that, I had black and blue flannel and then like Dickies or something. And then maybe some Chuck Taylors. I don't know if I went to, maybe just some regular shoes. It's fine. 
if you're a white person, you want to go as a black person for Halloween, just don't wear blackface. If you want to be Diana Ross, just wear a sparkly dress to carry a microphone. Who are you? Diana Ross. Great. Okay. It's Halloween. And that Megyn Kelly stuff, I saw that she got something like $70 million for three years on that deal. And she was negotiating how much she can keep if they politely asked her to leave. Whew. $70 million bucks in three years for being a shitty person on national TV. I could do that for like 30 grand a year. Ooh, went on a little little Halloween rant there. Coming in hot on the Halloween rant. I also bought a GoPro camera, the new GoPro Hero 7 it's called, and I've been shooting stuff around town with it, and it's awesome. And I apologize already if I'm going to overload my social channels with the dumb clips of me on a GoPro. But it's super, super fun. These things are tiny. The, a GoPro, you know what a GoPro is? It's a little camera. It's a camera that I'm looking at it. It's the size of, well, I can use measurements. <laughs> uh, it's about three inches, four, three inches wide, about an inch deep, and about uh, two inches tall. It's tiny, and it shoots 4K. I'm out there shooting movies, baby. Ricky Scorsese. Ricky Tarantino, Quentin Savage, et cetera, et cetera. So I documented my whole journey trying to find a stupid wig for my sad Pete Davidson costume. So I'll have to edit that and throw it up. But 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 my point is potentially a video element to this podcast could be coming. We'll see. I don't know if the demand is quite there for a half an hour of me just looking into the camera and talking. Maybe. Maybe for a small select few of our listeners, they'd enjoy that. But uh, until then, maybe just little clips here or there. I don't know. I got to figure it out. I'm about to go on a little trip. I'm going to Nashville, and then I'm going to New York. So I'm going to document that trip both via podcast and on the GoPro. So next week's podcast, in my mind, let's see if this will be a great challenge. You know how people like uh, uh, when when they challenge themselves to lose weight or something, they post it on social media to keep themselves accountable? That's, I guess, what I'm doing with this podcast. Next week's podcast is going to document my little trip. And I'm going to take a microphone with me, and I'm going to take the GoPro with me. And there might be a little bit of a check-in from Nashville, maybe from the airports. I don't know. Maybe something crazy will happen at Burbank. Maybe something crazy will happen at, at Nashville. Uh, there, We're going to some fun things. I don't want to jinx it, so I don't want to talk about them. But on the next podcast, and that's not like a cliffhanger bullshit thing. I just, there's a couple cool things set up and uh, hopefully those really happen. And then I'll talk about them on the podcast. Oh, I forgot. Oh man, I forgot. I have another, I'm looking at my notes. I have another feature ready to go. Well, it's not ready to go. Shit. I can't do it on this episode. And next episode might be, you know, like I said, all, all about the trip. So maybe the following one will introduce a new feature. It's not going to be a weekly. It's not going to be a savage of the week. You know, it might be like dumb questions, smart answers. It might just like pop up here or there. Uh, but let me, I'll, I'll give you a hint on the new feature and there's no way you're going to guess it from this hint, but at least you'll, you'll have a hint. And then in two or three weeks, you'll be like, Oh, this is that thing he was talking about when I was driving to work, not really paying attention to what he was talking about, but then he played this clip and then, Oh, now I hear it again. There you go. That's your hint. That's going to make no sense, but that's the hint for now.
The Red Sox won the World Series. Do we do we care about that? I don't know if we care. They've won enough. It sucks that the Dodgers lost. It would have been nice if the Dodgers won. Uh, that Machado guy's a real piece of shit, though, isn't he? <laughs> Man, I'm not a Dodgers fan. I'm not really a baseball fan. Uh, so I didn't really know this this character until I watched the World Series. But uh, he's just a piece of shit. You can just tell. I tweeted uh, everyone in Machado's high school hated him last night. If you didn't watch any of the games, he's just like a punk kid, you know? And he's just got that smug look on his face. I don't remember what game. A couple games ago, he was at bat, grounded, and was running to first base and clearly intentionally stepped on the first baseman's ankle as he was on the bag. Like, if you're a first baseman, where your foot is on the bag is... I don't know, 10 inches away from where a runner's foot needs to plant to be safe. So there's only one way you would step on the first baseman's ankle as if you were a piece of shit and did it intentionally. Didn't get ejected. Okay, whatever. And then, was it last night? Or two two nights ago? He was like r- trying to run out another grounder to first base and was blowing a bubble. Like had a bunch of bubble gum in his mouth and was blowing a bubble as he was running to first base. In the World Series, you're an asshole. So it sucks the Dodgers lost. That guy's the worst. And the coach, Dave Roberts, I don't know enough about baseball, but seems like he made some bad decisions there, Chief. So congrats to the Red Sox. Bottom of the 12th, in stepped Carlton Fisk. Old Pudge. Steps up to the plate. You know, he's got that weird stand. Yeah, yeah. And then, boom, he clocks it, you know. High five ball on the left field line. 35,000 people on their feet yelling at the ball, but that's not because Fisk, he's waving at the ball like a madman. Yeah, get over! Get over! And then it hits a foul pole. Oh, he goes in shit. And 35,000 fans, you know, they charge the field, you know? Yeah, and he's fucking bored. Oh, no, he's like, get out of the Get out of Get out of the Get out of the way! 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 No, I was in a bar having a drink with my future wife. You missed Pudge Fist's home run? Oh, yeah. To have a fucking drink with some lady you never met? Yeah, but you should have seen her. She was a stunner. I don't care if Oh, fucking... no, no, she lit up the room. I don't oh. care if Helena Troy walks oh, into the Helena room. That's Troy. game six. No, oh, my God, and who are these fucking friends of yours? They let you get away with that? Oh, they had to. What did you say to them? I just slid my ticket across the table, and I said, Sorry, guys, I got to see about a girl. <laughs> I gotta go see about a girl. Yeah, that's what you said. I had, and they let you get away with that. Oh yeah, they saw in my eyes that I meant it. All right, I, I let that run on way too long. I know, I'm sorry, but you know, you start watching Goodwill Hunting, and a couple minutes go by, and you're still watching it. Uh, sorry, Boston people. I don't want to always associate you to Goodwill Hunting and Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, but you're always gonna be associated with Goodwill Hunting with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. All right, let's do Savage of the Week. We're gonna have two. Savages of the week. Not unheard of. We've done that before. When the news stories provide it, we've got to lean into it. They're both from the South. Shocker. Uh, one is ridiculous and absurd. And one is a uh, a zinger, if you want to call it that. An amazing response uh, from a gentleman who's running for governor for the great state of Florida. What a fucking savage! I'm a savage. I'm a savage. I'm a savage. Like 
first one's good. It's not a feel-good story, but it's entertaining. A Tennessee man attacked by his chainsaw-wielding father ran over the older man's leg with a lawnmower while defending himself. Oh, I love it. Bristol, Tennessee. Anyone know where that is? But it's a real good town. Officers were called to a home in Bristol, Tennessee on June 28th and found Douglas Ferguson, 76, with head and leg injuries, according to a press release from doesn't matter. After investigating the incident, police believe that Ferguson attempted to attack his son with a running chainsaw while he was mowing the lawn. Police believe that the two men were involved in a long-running feud. Well, they're father and son, so it could be lifelong. According to the release, police were unable to arrest Ferguson until Tuesday because of his injuries, which had led to medics having to amputate his leg. Ferguson was charged with attempted second-degree murder and violating probation. His bail was set at 25000 for attempted murder. Wow. So now I don't really know who to give the savage to. I mean, I guess the son, right? So dad runs at him with a chainsaw. And then what kind of lawnmower? I mean, I imagine it was a, a large riding lawnmower. And dad at 76 probably doesn't move so quick. So dad comes running at you with a chainsaw. So you just drive head on with the lawnmower and uh, you play chicken. Basically, it's a it's a white trash game of chicken. <laughs> white trash chicken. Is that a new show on MTV? It should be. White trash chicken. You you pick up two instruments and you just run at each other and see how it works out. Old paw runs at you with a chainsaw. You just make a sharp right, clip him with the lawnmower, chop the leg off. I guess the sun. Yeah, the sun is definitely. What a fucking savage! And the second savage of the week goes to Andrew Gillum, running for governor of Florida. I don't think they've had a, a Democrat for governor for quite some time. Certainly have never had a black man as a governor. Andrew Gillum in a debate. I won't mention his opponent or what he's kind of known for. Andrew lays it out pretty clearly himself. Mr. Gillum, I'll give you a chance to respond now. Well, let me first say, my grandmother used to say a hit dog will holler. Uh, and it hollered uh, through this room. Mr. DeSantis has spoken. Uh, hey, first of all, he's got neo-Nazis helping him out in the state. Uh, he has spoken at racist conferences. He's accepted a contribution and would not return it from someone who referred to the former president of the United States as a Muslim N-I-G-G-E-R. Uh, when asked to return that money, he said no. He's using that money to now fund negative ads. Now, I'm not calling Mr. DeSantis a racist. I'm simply saying the racists believe he's a racist. What, Mr. DeSantis? Uh, if I would ask the audience. Oh, man, what a burn. Oh, my God. It's so great. I love that the moderator had to tell the crowd to chill after that. He's like, all right, I, I know that this guy just got ethered. Uh, I know that in one quote, this dude just won the election, but we need to contain ourselves here. <laughs> I mean, that was like, you want to talk about Eminem and MGK? You want to talk about Jay-Z and Nas? You want to talk about Biggie and Tupac? I don't know. You might have to add Andrew Gillum to the conversation. He's murdered a man's career in one quote. What a fucking savage! All right, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Leave a rating. Leave a review. I ask a lot. I'm sorry. I see the numbers. I see how many people listen to this thing. It's a lot more than I have ratings. It's easy. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on Spotify or something else, great. Appreciate it. I don't even know if you can rate podcasts on Spotify. But if you're listening on an iPhone, 
you're listening through Apple Podcasts, it takes like two seconds to click over and like drop a five star or write a review if you feel so inclined. I would appreciate it. The band I'm going to play today is no longer a band, and that's sad, but it was a band called The Exit. I discovered this band in 2005, maybe. I was, uh, I did this thing for a couple years where anytime I would take a vacation, I would just go on tour with a friend's band, which was, I guess, a, a nice way to see parts of America, but also, like, I certainly wasn't a tourist in these towns. You know, you, like, see a band, and then you pack up, and then you drive to the next town, and then the band plays, and then you pack up again. But I went out with my friends that were in a lovely band called Finch. Uh, they were actually, they were opening for him. Remember the, like, goth metal band, him? That was such a weird tour. But whatever, Finch is great. So they were opening for him. We were in New York. Uh... I think one of the best parts of being in a band from a guy that's never really been in a band besides like a three month thing like 20 years ago is going to all these towns and your friends that are in bands come out and support and you see all these people and then you meet new people and it it just seems to be like a pretty cool camaraderie. So we were in New York and I met this dude named Gunner and he played drums in this band called The Exit. He gave me a CD and we hung out a little bit. It was fine. And then afterwards, my buddy Mark, who played in Finch, was like, dude, trust me, The Exit is so good. You'll love this band. And I didn't really think much about it. And then when I got back to work, I listened to the CD and was blown away. Such a great band. And they were on Wind Up Records, which is so weird. If you know Wind Up Records, it was all like weird, like metal, new rock yeah, like Evanescence type stuff. And then they signed this one really cool indie band that I feel like heavily influenced by police, kind of have a sting sound, but with a punk rock ethos. Yeah, that's a good way. That's pretty good. That's a, hey, hey, Rick. That's a pretty good way to explain the exit. Police with a punk rock ethos. Okay, so the band is called The Exit. Their music is still available on all of your, your digital platforms. You could probably buy a CD off Amazon if you wanted to as well. But they put out a record called Home for an Island back in 2004. And this is that song called Home for an Island. I hope you enjoy it. Come say hi on Twitter or follow me on Instagram at Rick Savage. Leave a review. Have a good week. I'll talk to you next week from Nashville in New York City. See you later. Bye.
Want to grab a coffee? Yeah. Let's go to the Capital One Cafe in Georgetown. Why? Uh, because they have Pete's handcrafted beverages. And since I'm a Capital One card holder, I get 50% off. Nice. But isn't the Capital One Cafe for banking? Yeah. It's also for relaxing, connecting to free Wi-Fi, and grabbing coffee. Wow. And I don't have to have a Capital One account? Nope. Everyone's welcome. Now open at M in Wisconsin and Georgetown. Banking products and services offered by Capital One and a member FDIC. Food and beverages provided by a third-party provider. Copyright 2019 Capital One.